we're driving and we're like, I don't know where we are. I don't even know how we got here. Everybody and I, we've been driving and I don't know how long and we haven't even been talking. I've just been sitting here feeling that something's going to happen. And I'm not really too afraid. Except right now I am. At that time I didn't feel afraid. Why are you crying if you're not afraid? I'm afraid now, but I was oh, I, I don't I, I wasn't afraid I, I was afraid when I saw the men in the road. Men in the road. <laughs> I've never been so afraid in my life. Tell me about the men in the road. <laughs> it's all right now. You're safe here. Tell me about the men in the road. We we're driving along, we're on a tired road. <laughs> And all of a sudden, without any warning or any reason or rhyme or anything, body made a, uh, he almost, the brakes, I think he was squealed, he stopped so suddenly and made this sharp left hand turn through the highway and we went onto this narrow road. Um, I was wondering what he was doing down here, but. He wasn't saying anything, and I wasn't. I figured, well, maybe we're lost, but so what? We'll come out somewhere. And we're going along, and there was a sharp curve in the road. And as we went around the curve, there were trees. There were a lot of tall, tall trees on my side. I don't know about my side of the road, but... There was these men standing in the highway, and I wasn't too afraid when I saw them. They were standing there, and I thought, well, you know, there was several. There was, oh, I don't know. And they were just, you couldn't get a good look at them. But then I thought, well, you know, are they in a car and the car broken down? Or what are they doing there? And Bonnie, of course, had to stop. And then he he stops the car. And these men started to come up to the car. They, they, they separated. They came up in two groups. And when they started to do that, I, I got real scared. And the, the, the car motor died. The car stalled. And, and when they started coming up, Barney tried to start the car. He tried to start it, and you know how a motor of a car would just turn over, turn over, and won't fire. And he tried to start the car. He did 
did what? He's trying to start the car yes. and it won't start. And the men are coming towards us. And I think, well, I can't get away from this. I can, if I get the car door open, I can run in the woods and hide. And I'm thinking it. And I just put my hand on the car door and open it. And just, and the men come up and they open it for me. these men look like? Could you see their faces? No. How were they dressed? Alike, somehow. Were they having one in a uniform or were they in ordinary clothes? you know? I couldn't say. There's a couple of men behind me, and then there's Barney, and he... <laughs> there's a man on each side of him, and my eyes are open. My body's still asleep. He's walking, and he's asleep. Barney, wake up. 
he doesn't pay any attention. And then the man who's walking beside me here says, oh, is his name Barney? And I turned around and I looked at this man and I figured it's none of his business. So I didn't speak to him. Did we keep walking? <laughs> and I try to wake Barney up again. He said, Barney, Barney, wake up. And he doesn't. So the man said, he asked me again, he said, is Barney his name? Then I would ask him so that he says, he said, don't be afraid. You don't have any reason to be afraid. We're not going to harm you. But we just want to do some tests. When the tests are over with, we'll take you and Bonnie back and put you in your car. You'll be on your way back home in no time. And... So, I mean, he was, he was sort of reassuring in a way, but I wasn't, can't say that I trusted what he said. And I wasn't sure what was going to happen, and we kept walking, and the body was still asleep, and then. You mean he was walking in sleep? Yeah, he was just like sleepwalking. These men spoke good English? Uh, only one spoke, the one who was on my left. And he said, and then he was more or less. He had an accent. He, he had sort of a foreign accent. But he was very, you know, business-like. And so then we kept walking. And we came to a clearing. There was a ramp and a door. There was a... The object was on the ground. The object was on the ground? Yeah. I think it was the same when I was watching in the sky. And it was... There were trees, and there was a path, and there was this clearing. And this object just... Oh, the clearing I could see just about filled up, filled up the clearing. And 
that's taking me up to the object. Now I don't want to go on it. I don't want to. I don't know what's going to happen if I go on it. I don't want to go. And I go up the ramp. And I go inside. And there's a corridor to the left. We go up the corridor. And there's a room. And they sat to take me in the room. Some of the men come in the room with this man who speaks English and me. They stay for a minute. I don't know who they are. I guess maybe they're the crew. But they only stay for a minute. And the man who speaks English is there. And Another man comes in. I haven't seen him before. I think he's a doctor. And they... They came in the door. And I think he's got, I don't know how our nervous system is, but I hope that we'll never have nerve enough to go around kidnapping people right off the highways, like he's done. And I, oh, he tells me to take off my dress. And he told me to take off my dress, and then before I have even have a chance hardly to, Stand up to do it, the examiner. Had, my dress has a zipper down the back. Down the back? Yeah, it has a zipper down the back. And the examiner unzips my dress. It goes way down to my waist, the zipper does. And so I slip my dress off. That's so why I don't have my my dress or my shoes on and there's a uh, next over away to the stool and then there's in the sort of in the middle of the room is a table some kind of a table it's not up very high about the same height as a desk so uh, I lie down on the table, on my back, and he brings over this uh, uh, oh, how can I describe it? They're like needles. There's a whole cluster of needles, and each needle has a wire running from it. So then they roll me over on my back. And the examiner 
has a long needle in his hand. And I see the needle. And it, it's, it's bigger than any needle I've ever seen. And I ask him what he's going to do with it. And he said, just a simple death vulture. And I ask him what? And he said, he just wants to put it in my navel. And it's just a simple test. And I don't know, it will hurt. Don't do it. Don't do it. And he's a no holder. And he sticks a needle into my navel. And it's it. <laughs> And I'm crying, and I tell her it's hurting, it's hurting, it's hurting, hurting, it out. And, and, and then the leader, he goes over, and he puts his hand, runs his hand in front of my eyes. And he says, I'll be all right. I won't feel it. And all the pain goes away. Dad. Dad. But I still, I still, the pain goes away, but I'm still sore from where they put that, these, I don't know why they put that long piece in my navel. <laughs> I tried to tell them it was, they shouldn't do it. But, Did they make any sexual advances to you? No. They didn't. No. I asked the leader, I said, why did he stick the needle, why did they stick the needle in my navel? And he said it was a pregnancy test. And I said, well, I don't know what they expected, but that was no pregnancy test here. And he didn't say any more. So, the... Examiner was help. He helped me get up off the table, and I swung around. And my sh he gave me my shoes, and I put those on and got down on the floor. And my dress was there. And I put my dress on. And he, I, was, he, I was going to zip it up. And he took a hold of the zipper at the top and pulled it up. And then, oh, I said, I can go now. I can go back to the car. And he said, Barney isn't ready yet. And so then I began to get worried 
and I kept, I asked him why it was taking so long with Barney. And he said, well, they were doing a few more tests with him, but he'd be right along in a minute. And uh, the, uh, there was a cabinet there. And the, exa the, the doctor, the examiner, I mean, it, he had gone out of the room. There was just the, the leader in me there. So there was a doctor there, you say? I, and the man who did the examining, he did the testing, and he left. And so there was just the leader in me. And so uh, I felt, I mean, I was grateful to him because he had stopped my pain. And, and now I wasn't afraid at all. And so I started talking with the leader. And I said to him that this had been quite an experience. It was unbelievable that no one would ever, ever believe me, and that most people didn't even know he was alive, and that what I needed was some proof that this had really happened. So he laughed. And he said, well, what kind of proof did I want? What would I like? And I said, well, if he could give me something to take back with me, then people would believe it. And so he told me to look around. And maybe I could find something I would like to take. And I did. And there wasn't much around. But on the cabinet, there was a book. A, a, a fairly big book. So... I, uh, I, I put my hand on the book and I said, could I have this? And the, the leader laughed and he asked me if I thought I could read it. And I told him, no, I laughed too. I said, no, but I wasn't taking it to read that this was going to be my proof that this had happened, that, that this is my proof. And so he said that 
I could ha I could have the book if I wanted it. And I picked it up, and I was delighted. I mean, this was this was one this was uh, more than I had ever hoped for. He went over across the room to the head of the table, and there was, he he did something. He opened up. Uh, it wasn't like a drawer. He sort of did something in, in the metal of the wall. There was an opening, and he pulled down a map. And he asked me, had I ever seen a map like this before? And I watched across the room and I leaned against the table and I looked at it and it was a map of it was a oblong map and he said that the heavy lines were trade routes and then the other lines The other line, the, 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 the solid lines, were places they went occasionally. And he said that the broken lines were expeditions. So I asked him where he, what, where was his home port? And he said, where's the, where are you on this map? And I looked and I laughed and I said, I don't know. So he said, well then, if you don't know where you are, there wouldn't be any point of my telling you where I am. And he put the map, he, the, he, the map rolled up and he put it back in the space in the wall and closed it. And I felt very stupid because I didn't know where the earth was on the map. And I asked him, well, could he show me? Well, could he open up the map again and show me where the earth was? And he just laughed. And then I still, I got the book. I still got the book. I'm carrying the book. I got it in my eyes. It's a big book. I don't, 
And so I went back to the cabinet and put the book down and started to look through it again. And there was all of a sudden this noise out in the hall. And some of the other men come in and with them is the examiner. And they're quite excited. So I asked the leader, I said, what's the matter? Did, did something happen to Barney? What's, what is that? Well, it's something to do with Barney. And the, the examiner has me, op has me open my mouth and he starts checking my teeth and they're tugging at them. And I asked him, what are they trying to do? What were they doing at them? They were trying, pulling, tugging at tugging my teeth. Tugging at them, yes. Yes. And the, the examiner said that they were very, he was very excited. And he said that, <laughs> he said that they couldn't figure it out. Barney's teeth came out and I didn't. <laughs> and I, I was really laughing. And <laughs> I said that Barney had dentures and I didn't. And that's why his teeth would come out. <laughs> and they... So then they asked me what were dentures, and I said that people, as they got older, washed their teeth. From, they had to go to the dentist and have their teeth extracted, and they put in dentures, or a person sometimes and Barney had to have dentures because he had he injured he had a mouth injury of some sort and he had to have his teeth extracted all these things you ask me I don't know I'm a very limited person when it when talking trying to talk with you but there are other people in this country who are not like me, that they would be most happy to talk with him. That they could answer all his questions. And maybe if he could come back, if we could make arrangements for a meeting, I could, maybe I could, if he gave me time enough, somehow I could find these people and I could arrange for him to meet them and it would have to be done so there'd be no danger involved. I, I wouldn't want him to be exposed to any danger that I don't know how I could do it I don't know how I could I'd work it out somehow but 
if he if he could come. Uh, I want him to come back. I want him to. The and he's just looking at me. And I, will you come back? Can we make? Can can we work out something? And then his answers, his questions would all have answers, and and other people could get the things that all the things I'd like to know too. And he says, I don't know. I don't know. It, it it's not my decision to make. So I said, well, could you discuss it with the person who does have the decision to make? And he said, yes. And I said, well, if you do decide to come back, I mean, if it can be worked out, I would need time I, it would take some time. I mean, I just couldn't go out on the spur of the moment and round up people to meet with you. It would have to be people that we knew would be all right and, and would have the background and all. And and I wouldn't even know where to meet him. Or, or And he laughed. He said, don't worry. If we decide to come back, we'll be able to find you all right. But I said, but I don't live around here. I don't live in this area. And he said, we'll find you. And I said, how? How will you find me? Out of millions of people. And he said, we will. We always do find those we want to. And I said, well, now what do you mean by that remark? And he just laughed. And then, Barney's coming. They're bringing Barney out of, I hear the, the men out in the corridor. And I said, Barney's coming. And he said, yes, you can go back to the car now. And I got the book. And Barney's coming out, and Barney's eyes are still shut. Good heavens. <laughs> He's missed an awful lot. I wonder if he made him keep his eyes shut or if he's scared. And so, they, uh, anyway, uh, now it's time to go back to the car, and the leader said, come on, we'll walk back to the car with you. I said, all right. I said, but I do wish, I wish I knew if you were going to come back. And he said, well, we'll see. And we're out into the corridor. Barney's behind me. There's his eyes shut. There's a man on each side of him. And I'm starting, I'm all ready to go down the ramp when some of the other men... Not, not the leader, 
but some of the other men are talking. I don't know what they're saying, but they're very excited. And the leader is saying, he's, he's saying something, and they're quite, they're, they don't, they're undecided about something. And then, oh, the leader comes over and takes my book. And I said, oh, I'm furious. I said, you promised me I could have the book. You gave me a word you, I could have it. And he said, I know it. He said, but the others object. They don't want you to have it. And I said, but this is my proof. If you take the book away from me, I'll have no proof that this has happened. And he said, that's the whole point. They don't want you to know it's happened. They want you to forget all about it. And that's why I'm taking the book. I, I won't forget about it. You you can take the book, but you never, never, never can make me forget about it. Because I'll remember it's the last thing I ever do. <laughs> but I want the book. He won't give it to me. And he says, he laughs. He, he says, maybe you will remember. I don't know. I hope you do. But maybe you will. But it won't do you any good if you do. Because Bonnie won't. Bonnie won't remember one single thing. And not only that, if he should remember anything at all, he's going to remember it differently from you. And all you got to do is get each other so confused you won't know what's going on. If you do remember, it'd be better if you forgot it anyway. And I said, why? But you try to threaten me? Because you can't scare me, because I won't forget it. I'll remember it somehow. <laughs> so then he said, all right, now, come on, let's go back to the car. We'll go back to the, we'll take you back to the car. And... Oh, I've been standing there on the side of the ramp talking to him. And I'm not so mad now. And they've taken Barney ahead while we were talking. So he, the other men are going ahead. And he said... He said, you know, he said, I, I had no objections to you having the book, but the others object. And they have as much 
right to make this decision as I do. So I said, all right, I won't be mad at you. But it is the most, I wish I could be able to have some proof of this because it's the most unbelievable thing that's ever happened. Anything else? No, I have anything to do with this. Anything you want to speak about or ask me? No, Barney gave you the papers. Yeah, Barney's got a lot of work for a while. Yeah. Look at all the things he's doing. There's a first report on some research work. That's Holman and Jackson. Yeah. All right. Uh, I want to ask you about your experiences and your thought that you were taken aboard this uh, flying object there. Uh, when you cited this thing before the last experience, Bonnie saw men in the object the time of the sighting into the mountains. Did you see any men in it? This is when he got out yeah. and walked over. Yes. No. You never saw any men in the office. No, I didn't. Can you describe them to you, did he? No. I mean, describe them. Not at that well, time. He said they were wearing uniforms. Mm -hmm. Or he thought they were uniforms. And he said that the leader looked down at him and frightened him. And that there was another man and that it looked as if they were pulling levers in the wall in back of the leader. This was at the time. This wasn't later that he posted it. This was at that time, was it? No, not at that moment. But it was during that evening, was it? Or was it at some time after you got home? It was after we came home. So at that time he didn't tell you anything about it. No, he didn't. And he described that song. Right. He did say that they was, he kept I had the idea that there was someone they must you must have seen someone, even though he didn't say so. Because he kept saying, They are going to capture us. He, he didn't say it was going to. He was quite frightened. Yes. And were you frightened? No, I don't think so. Not at that time. I was, I was curious and interested, and I had a feeling of being sort of helpless, that something was going to happen, and I didn't have too much control over it, but I wasn't really afraid. In a way, I was sort of looking forward to it. You were looking forward to something happening? Yes. I didn't know what was going to happen. Some new experience. Mm -hmm. Now, when you were supposedly on board, and you say you put this needle into a navel, yes. was there any blood? Not to my knowledge. Did you find anything to, after you were home to indicate that something had been put in your navel? 
kẻ một tỏ và ưu tiên tình trí. I don't remember looking. You didn't think of looking? No. So you wouldn't know, and now there is nothing, I think. I don't think so. When the leader was talking to you, he spoke in English, you said. Mm-hmm. Yet he said to be of some foreign origin. Mm-hmm. And he didn't know a good many things. Uh, yes, and he had an accent. He had an accent.
I don't know if I showed this or not, but when this happened, I had the feeling that I thought of my dreams, and I thought, well, maybe there was some basis of, well, the, in my dreams, the last dream I had was the one of being captured. The, uh, and this was the, uh, I could see the men in the road, and then they were trying to pull me onto this object, and I think so, in my dream, I walked up some steps, and Oh, I did, I dreamed of them putting the uh, needle into my navel. I dreamed this. And in my dreams, this was much more vivid than it was this here, because in my dreams, I was in intense pain, and I woke myself up moaning. You did wake up moaning? Yes, I did, and I don't think, I didn't have that, I, I think to be in, in my dreams, I was in terrible pain. Did that hurt Barney up? He, he wasn't there, he was working nights. He was working nights? Yeah. You talking this week? <laughs> I don't know. Hmm? I don't know. So once in a while, like this, where I had uh, I, I I felt as if I had woken myself up moaning. Well, some of these things you did have when morning was there, didn't you? No, I think he was working nights. And doing every time he dreams. Yeah, because nice. yeah. Uh, did you tell him about the dreams? I told him I had dreams. But he wouldn't, uh, he didn't want, uh, he didn't want anything to do with them. You know, he wanted to, uh, he didn't want anything said about them. Did you tell someone else your dreams? Yes. Who did you tell? Well, I was very puzzled by all this, and uh, my supervisor, uh, see, our supervisor, my supervisor, Michelle Walsh, comes out of the state office, oh, maybe three days and two weeks. Well, when she was going to be in Portsmouth for two days in a row, she would stay overnight, and Bonnie was working nights. So she and I would usually go out to eat, and she would come back to the house, or, and we'd sit around and talk. And so uh, we did this for a while, and then, I don't know, I brought it up, I mean, because this was bothering me. And uh, I showed her the report that Walter Webb had written, 
And she was very, very interested. I mean, and she seemed to be open-minded about it. And, uh, and very interested. And then, afterwards, I told, I, you know, I thought her about the dreams. And we talked about them once in a while. And, <coughs> And she had said, one day she told me that, she said, well, Betty, for heaven's sake, why don't you realize that this has actually happened to you? She was the one that said it actually happened to you. Yeah, she said, this must have happened to you. Because if it had not happened, then you, you wouldn't be reacting this way. You wouldn't be dreaming about it. I wouldn't, and, and I wouldn't have this concern about it. I'd say, what well, was a dream to get us? And then I began to feel that, that something had happened. I wasn't sure what it was. Mm-hmm. Was it, you know, there was, there was something more than what I could really actually, truthfully say I could remember. The, uh, no, I told my sister Janet. My sister Janet. Yeah. And, you know, I might, I mentioned them probably once in a while. How about I God? told, who? God. My God. sister. Oh, no. Anna? No. I think he must have heard me talk about them. You heard me talk about them? Yeah. So he really did know about your experience, didn't he? He knew uh, some of that. I think, uh, you know, he he must have heard me to say something about them to somebody. Now, did all these things that you feel happen, did that happen in your dreams? Did it all have been your dreams? No. Why do you feel so sure of that? Because of the discrepancies. You know, it's not even discrepancies, just as it says. But it couldn't have been your name. Uh, you know you have supervisors, but it must have happened up until then, and you couldn't believe it. I could, yeah. Now, I asked you, because you asked me to be in the past. What were the discrepancies? Well, I had the feeling that... You I knew my, what I had dreamed, yeah. and, but, it was different. <laughs> this, this was different. What makes it different? There's so much more, and, and, I don't know. In other words, the things that you can remember do not have everything that you were able to tell me. Is that right? That's true. But if you were able to tell me all of your things, including the parts that you couldn't remember, would that fit in? 
No, because some things were different. Some things were different? Yes. Or could it be then that when you remember the feelings, some things were different? You just remember differently. Because you were afraid to remember everything. You mean in my dreams I would have been afraid to no, remember? when you tried to remember the dreams. You follow me? so much more here. But there's always more in what you told me than there was in the dream, is that right? Oh, yes. Yeah. It could be, though, all that extra that you remember could be the part of the dream that you didn't remember. No, I don't think so. Again, well, I don't think so. Because <laughs> I think... No, I, I know you can dream and not, and not remember, but... How can you account for experience for these men who seem to speak our language and yet they know a lot of things about it? <coughs> like dentures and aging and things like that, and they seem to thought they came from another world, I think it didn't do. Mm-hmm. Yes. How would they know all about this after that happened? Did you try to explain that to yourself? And how did they speak English? How does this happen that they could communicate with you in this world? And yet, uh, they were not of this world. Maybe they've been studying us. 
uh, it was right over the car, so that I couldn't see, it was a bright light night, and I couldn't see the stars. And this is, I mean, I knew it was this big, dark mass over the top of the car. This was going away. This was directly over the car. How about that period of time?
and uh, they took me into the room and they said I didn't have to be afraid, but they just wanted to make some tests. And as soon as the tests were over, I would be able to go back to the class. And they gave me the very best And they gave me some kind of test. What do you remember the test? They gave me the They looked at my mouth. And my nose and my ears. And they checked my back. They put something, something some kind of machine, gadget or something, on my phone. And uh, then well, some of the tests were done. I was sitting down on a chair, chair, and then when they turned my back, I was on the table. And then they were, they, they were still with me. <coughs> and I had to wait because it went through the economy. And while I was waiting, I was talking. In my team, I was talking to the leader. And while I was talking with them, one of the men came in with Donnie Denter in his hand. This is very funny because maybe because Donnie is very sensitive about this. And most people don't know he was. And he doesn't like to people know this. And I thought, well, he's going to be angry about this. And Then okay. I talk I must I talk to it then. I talk to the window. Mm -hmm. Like it was with anyone. 
And there was a book on the table, a night table cabinet. And I had to look at it. I, I was going to look at it. And he said I could have it. And then, Bonnie came out of the other room. And then the leader said she wanted to get him up and have the door. Mm-hmm. And he said the other man didn't want me to have it. So I said, I thought, and he took at me. This is after Barney came out here and got ready to leave. And then they, they, they took us, Barney, they took us back to the car. And We waited until they left. And then the last dream of no, it wasn't the last dream of all. The next, I, these, I had these dreams, I don't know where they started or stopped. But then I had a dream of this. Uh, I had a dream of these men being around the car. This is a mysterious dream. This is the last dream I had. But these men were around the car, and I couldn't get out and I was afraid. And I was trying to get out, and I couldn't. Then I was up on the screen. But I only had these dreams. I just had a series of them probably over a week period of time. He was working night. He wasn't home. But I just saw him that I had I I was having some Nightmares, because I usually don't have nightmares. Yeah. Well, now, uh, this was <coughs> no good thing that you just told me. There were others. So, did they similar things, or did they differ in any respect or about something else? No, there was, there was one. But these are all things about them coming back. About them coming back? Yes. That were... Sort of. Well, there was one that I've had two or three times. Yeah. And I, in, in this dream, I didn't tell this to say either because I said this often on the first period of time. And uh, I mean, it didn't, it doesn't tie in. 
But this other thing that I, the one that was repeated itself, the other didn't. I just had the month and that was it. Because I, th- I think, uh, I just think that this one was because I had been frightened, and this is why I was dreaming this thing. But I would dream that Bonnie and I were somewhere, not home, but we would be maybe on vacation or something. And uh, I would look out the window, and I would see waves and waves of UFOs coming. Not just one, but the sky would be all lighted up with them. And I would say, oh, Bonnie, come on, let's go out there back. Let's go out and meet them. And then they would start doing something. I don't know if it was dropping bombs or what. But the whole world would get on fire. They would be all explained, like, like a bombing. I suppose I've never seen one. And then I would get very frightened and say that they wanted us, that they wanted to destroy us or capture us or something like that. And that's the military thing. Yeah. In the, uh, about the examiner, did they use any history They had, the, uh, like, a flashlight that they looked in the They had a machine that they see. They had, it wasn't needles, but that they touched on my side. So that they were testing something. Did they adjust anything to you? In my dream, yes. They put the needle into my navel. Because this this, this dream woke me up too. Yes, the men being around the cast, and when they put the needle in my navel, did they tell you where they came from? No. Did you have any thoughts about it in your dream? He was going to show me that he went up to me. He was going to show me a child. And he he, he pulled it down like a little window shade. And But then he, he said, I wouldn't know who you're talking about anyway, and I'll get back out. This is all the dream. Mm-hmm. Is it just like the experience that you had? That's when you take your board and examine it. When the first thing starts, when the first thought, 
they had, but they, but it wasn't their whole body, it was just their chest. They had, their, their hips were not too wide, and they were slender hips. I know it's a favorite book, but I can't remember. I want to say that their faces look like people, but I can't say what they did. I don't, but I can't say what they did look like. Mm-hmm. 
I know I look at the book, but I saw the map. And It is symbols. Not uh, English. They kind of little lines that went up and down. Is it like anything you know? No. I didn't see it in the I saw the book, but I didn't, uh, I didn't look at it because I thought I was going to take it with me. But I did look at it, really. And the men were different. Then I gave him not where they were. Well, I was thinking I was going to make up normal. Yes. Yeah. The ones you described, uh, they were normal, so I got these things, but they were, they were showing the side of the truck and having a hard time. And all the men can look that way, can't they? Not like this. Not like that. No. I don't know if people who look like this. It looks like any of those pictures you have seen of uh, people from outer space, like Martin. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen it. You know, some of the pictures that they have those things. No. I'm, or I might have some of it, but I don't know if I remember. I always thought it was actually a spider. A spider. Yes. Did you have a dream with a spider? No. Did these appear in any other dream? Dream? Yeah. Oh, well, I didn't dream of them. You mean? Any of it. Appear in any other dream. Well, all you no. have to tend to be alike. What do you mean? Well, hey. you see them quite a bit, I you think. Yeah, I... Well, I had these dreams. I had them once, and that was the end of that. Except for the dream about the UFOs coming over in large numbers to attack. Were any of the dreams of fighting a UFO? No. Are you in the party? Did you draw a picture of what you saw, didn't you? We do. Yeah, yeah. Did you do it? Yeah, this was right after the sighting. Mm -hmm. He went in one room and I went in another. So what did you do with pictures? I think they're found in the drawer. I'm not sure. Can you find them into the next time? We'll see if I can find it. Because his drawing and my drawing are just exactly the same. And both of the sightings? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Nothing else? No. And did you tell me that map? Yeah, I think I did bring it. You forgot to bring it. Yeah. You did what map? It's a very cool map. I don't know what it was. No. It wasn't a big map. 
before we go on, what, what about being at the sea for today night? Oh, the one of, I had two dreams. The first one was seeing UFO and I was outside and we found Bonnie that we were going to meet the people on it. Mm -hmm. And then we did see them and they were very frightening. They were frightening? Yes. What did they look like? I couldn't think of it. They were too far away to see. They were like the men in your experience? Uh, well, I would say so. Mm -hmm. And what about the other one? The other one, I, I think it was just a dream of, of expressing some of my own fear about this. Okay. I was in a heavy building, and, uh, um, an old building with thick walls of rock, you know, like these old castles, and it was going to be a tremendous earthquake, and I knew it was going to come, and the building was going to be destroyed, and I was going to be killed. And there was nothing I could do about it. I mean, I was going to be dead and I knew it. So I was trying to resign myself to that. And then the earthquake did come, and the walls did fall down some, but not as much as I expected them to. And then I thought, I dreamed that if I, there were some pillows and things there. And if I put these around me, I, and if the rock did fall, there would be some protection. And I did this, but then the rock fell and the earthquake stopped. And then there was a big fire. Oh, I could look out and there was a big fire and I thought, well, I should, the earthquake's over with now, now it's going to be placed by a fire. And I was thinking, well, I should get out and get away from the fire. And then a group of men came and they led me to a path in the woods and I was safe. Mm -hmm. They led you to a path in the woods and I was safe. Mm-hmm. Like coming off the, uh... Yeah. Oh, and in the meanwhile, also in my dream, it was, uh, and I thought, well, this is probably doubtful to God. But in my dream, in this building, there was a room way in the back, and there was a dog I owned in the room. But it was a big dog. And I wasn't concerned about the dog, because I knew the dog would be all right. And that was the dream, that just by leaving me, these men taking me through the past to the, the woods, to where they were taking me out of place, and out of danger. You seem to in some ways to anticipate, in spite of your anxiety, to look forward to these men coming back to you, taking you on some adventures. That's the way you feel? Frankly, I wouldn't be surprised to see them. Would you like to see them? Not right now. Not that one, not when? If I could get over there in the place. Right now, I think I'd die of fright. I'd die again. Mm -hmm.